everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Adam. What's up, Dax? It's so weird having you next to me. It's fun, right? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. We are in LA. We're both here. We're, uh, it's beautiful weather here in LA right now. Um, I've seen a lot in my time in LA. I See, here's the thing. I'm a journalist in New York, but I'm here in LA. I've never worked. I've been to LA plenty of times. Yeah. I lived out here for a small time. But I've never worked out here and ran around with my camera, so it's a whole different dynamic. So I've been running around, meeting a lot of celebrities, but uh, it's a special podcast today because we have, um, you know, we like to say in this podcast, how would you describe this podcast? Well, I would say, well, you know my favorite thing is we say we humanize. I don't know, is that word overdone at this point? No, it's not. Everyone talks about, oh, we want to humanize, but I feel like that is actually what we do. We humanize celebrities, we humanize paparazzi, we humanize the media moguls because we kind of get everyone on here and get their perspective on Hollywood in general. But we're also, we're not just going for the typical, like, tell me about your movie. You yeah. Know, we're, we're bringing people on to talk about what it's really like to work on the movie, how they got the movie, what the craft services table is like at the, the movie. Like, we want we want to know everything. I want to I want to be able to like, close my eyes and envision what it's like. I want to go through these people's shoes because a lot of these people have a cool life. But, you know, again, we've had celebrities on the show. We've had the people that make the people famous. We've had the bodyguards. We've had autograph collectors, these mm-hmm. professional autograph collectors who monetize these celebrities. But, like, we, you know, one of my favorite people to have on the show is other journalists mm-hmm. um you know some might call them paparazzi you could probably call them that but they don't think they they're i call them journalists because they journalize some of the you biggest know you call them street i call them well yeah I, I came up the word street journalists and then now we have these other guys walking around using the title but this guy today is a, a journalist he's one of the uh, i'm excited for this person to come on this podcast my friend jesse rowe is coming on the podcast jesse is a guy who i met when we worked at a uh what do you mean uh, uh tmz okay we worked at tmz <laughs> together that's what we met but you, jesse, you say it as if like <laughs> like you don't want to say it. like it's TMZ. We we all worked there. Okay, yes, for many many years we did. And but Jesse was you know he, the guy's done it for more than a decade, and uh, I'm really excited to talk to him because there's I love being on the phone and talking to like me and Jesse talking on the phone. We could talk for hours about the job because nobody understands what we do, mm-hmm. and you know we have these conversations. And I want to hear their point of view, their their experiences. He wants to hear my experiences, and I think I don't know. I think. People, I know, I could be wrong, but I think people love hearing these stories. People love the PAP stories. I think these are our most talked about episodes because it's a little glimpse inside of either what celebs are like, how they how they treat people. I think is the big thing. You you find out how celebs treat people because yeah, I think paparazzi get a bad rap in general. Just I think that's the narrative that America likes to play. Sure. However, those photos, those videos. America also loves to consume. Yeah, and here's the thing is, on a lot of TV, a lot of podcasts too, you hear reporters reporting about what happened. To be honest with you, in my opinion, they're just puppets. They Mm -hmm. weren't there. They're just reading what they read off 
you know, Google, you know, these are people that are actually breaking the stories that were there at the scene of the crime, that were there in the courtroom. And Jesse's got tons of stories about working these court cases, some of the biggest celebrity news court cases over the years. What's up, Jesse? What's up, Adam? How, how are you? Good. I'm good, man. Thanks uh, for I'm coming here on too. the show. Hey, Dax, Hi. how are you? Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Jesse I'm good, is... Listen. I've actually known Dax longer than you. I made me not as well, but I do... I met him before you. So that is true. Issue, yeah. we, many, uh, many moons ago yeah. in, in TMZ. 2008. So, Two, 2008 is when you started? That, October 2008. So, so I worked in New York. You guys were both in L.A. Yep. Dax worked in the newsroom. Jesse was in the field. Um, and Jesse's been doing this longer than I have. You know, Jesse started before me. So Jesse is an OG when it comes to street journalism, paparazzi, whatever you want to call it. I'm a grizzled it. veteran. Um, <laughs> so I have a lot of questions to get to you um, because, you know, I always want to have, you know, a lot of journalists, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, again, do you, are you offended by the word paparazzi? No, I mean, I don't think I saw myself as that just because we had a different approach. Sure. Oh, yeah, we had a different approach. So I, yeah. I don't think we really saw ourselves as that. But we did work in that, you know, it's, it's inescapable. Yeah. Wait, and, and are you still an active paparazzi? No, I mean, man, I was street journalist. I mean, what? As of August, end of August, I was, I'm done. I mean, I might. I don't know, but as of right now, no, I'm not. He's joining the retirement, the little yeah. hiatus, the yeah. break. Okay, you know he might. Do That's a thirteen years. I needed a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing right now then? I'm working in investigation, actually, which is uh, my father has a law firm and he was a private investigator for twenty years. So I've been doing that. I'm doing like investigating, uh, which is kind of funny because honestly, it ties into paparazzi a little bit because when you're out there, you're you are an investigator. Yeah. You're like, hey, someone's inside this building, and I need to figure out how they're getting out. What what the tricks are to you know sneaking someone out? The, the skill set is very transferable, and I think it's been it's made it a lot easier to be able to do it. Just because you know you have to learn how to ask people the right questions in order to get the answer that you're looking for, mm-hmm. and that's something I wouldn't have known without like all the experience of just conversations with celebrities or just conversations with people just trying to get the information that I'm looking for. So it's funny because a lot of paparazzi are no longer doing it. There's not as many. At least in New York, I know about LA, but there's not no, as dude, many. The pandemic just pandemic killed shot. a lot of the paparazzi. The pandemic world. killed it, but then also the industry's changed. Where Instagram, social media, their their photos are not really as valued as much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to make a dollar. So a lot of guys transitioned, and I know a lot of it's, uh, paparazzi or journalists are now working for investigators. And, and and I know Jesse's doing that now. But I want to start with this. How did you end up being? How did you end up getting the job? Yeah, so I was 22 at the time, or maybe I just turned 23, and I, I I needed to move out of my parents' house, to be honest, and a friend of mine worked at TMZ for like two weeks, and I, you know, he told me, you know, I was looking for a job, and he's like, you know, I could, I could introduce you to somebody, and maybe they're, you know, at TMZ, maybe they could give you a job, and I, I knew it was being a pap. Who was that person? It was uh, Zach Hudson. Zach, that name, that name sounds a little familiar, but yeah. he's, a, he's a buddy of mine. He was there for like two weeks. And that's it. Yeah, and he so he, he literally got you the job, and then yeah, he was gone. But he knew Diana, uh, who was okay. the who was the supervisor for the camera department at the time, and he introduced me. I sent, I told Adam about this. I sent my resume, quote unquote. I didn't know what a, what a resume was. I sent like three paragraphs about myself through an AIM to Diana, <laughs> and, it, and she really she called me like two days point. later. Yeah, and Did then, I ever tell you that Harvey crinkled up my resume and threw it in the trash? Really? So. Sorry, Dick. No, it's okay. Go story, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't told this one. Uh, when I first met Harvey, he sent me out to do a red carpet, and it was kind of like literally day one, like, hey, nice to meet you. Oh, you want to do a red carpet? Sure. Sent me out to do a red carpet. And so I was like, oh, I need to get my resume together. Like, 
Harvey, you know, he was doing Celebrity Justice at the time, so I knew he was like a producer in the yeah, industry, yeah, yeah. and I was kind of like, yeah, let, let, me, let me get my resume together. And I brought back the tape at the same time as I brought back the resume. He watched the tape, took my resume, and threw it in the trash can. He was like, I don't need this. I, I got the tape. So I can wow. see that you have some kind of talent, and it was my first time, and I was totally green out yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. the red carpet. But it also broke my heart because I was up all night doing the resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what a move. Like, but, I'm going to rip up that resume. You got the job. But I think it's the same. Like, he wants talent over whatever's on a resume. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of embarrassed afterwards realizing because she just called me. She kind of, like, made fun of me about it in my little interview, if you want to call it, just because it was, first of all, it was a terrible resume. Yeah. You know? But also just because that's not, they don't really care about that. I think with, with the camera job, it's such a unique job that, like, it's, it's the only job like it in the world. Yeah. Being a TMZ camera guy is the only job like it in the world. There really, it really is. So you can't really put anything on a resume that like sets you up for it other than you're able to have conversations and you know how to talk to people. So, so how long did you get the job? I think, you know, I had a trial period. I'm sure you had a trial period. Yeah, it was like two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Do you remember the first person you shot? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was uh, who was that pop star from England? Jordan was her name. Victoria Prince was that her? Yeah, no, no, not Victoria yeah, Prince. Jordan, Jordan. Uh, but I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She the was blonde, blonde lady that was like a reality she, star. Yeah, yeah. And her she, her Jordan, husband was. Jordan, like, oh my god, I forget. Price? I forget her. Yeah, yes. Jordan. I think Price. that was what it was. Uh, I shot her. Uh, it was with Rory. Rory. So funny, yeah. She wasn't ever like that. No, but it was there was like here, a. For a hot minute, she was right. I think it was they just wanted to because there was like a bunch of paps who were like from England and LA, and that's yeah, yeah. big back there. So I think they just wanted to throw me into the fire. To be honest, I don't think it was ever gonna make the show. Yeah, yeah. I think that the guys training me just wanted to see what I could handle, and so sure. they just threw me in there. It was like 15 paparazzi, and I'm just getting beat up, and you know, did you trying feel, to get my questions. Did in. you feel comfortable right away, or how long did it take no. you to get comfortable? Because it is here's the crazy thing: because Dax has never done the job, yeah. and that's the thing is like that's why whoa, I think whoa, we bond. I did it like twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did do it twice. You did I do it did twice. It outside Suge Knight's court hearing where he lost $100 million. Yeah. And then did and you I, get... I thought I was going to die. Okay. Because he chased me down an alley. Yeah. And then I did a a Real Housewives when they had like the actual show. Yeah. Like the show show, not sure. the reality shows. And I got like Nicolette Sheridan on set and it was super awkward. And yeah. I, I got kicked off the set. Did you... Did, wait, didn't you have an incident with Suge Knight? Oh, yeah. I've had a, I had a couple of incidents. Oh, we're going to get to yeah, that. Yeah, we're going yeah. gonna to get to that part. So... Right away, because it's a it's a ballsy job to do what we do. Because here's the thing: to if you're listening, we have a camera in hand. Just imagine going to some person who doesn't know you. The camera's rolling, like, "Hey, what's up?" And start talking to them and trying to interview them. It takes a lot of balls to do what we do. Did you have that kind of balls right away? Like, were you, were you? Did you have the guts no. to do it? Or like, how long did it take you to get comfortable? And did you feel like a good person? Because that's what I struggled with. If I felt like a good person doing the job. Yeah, to be honest, I think that was like the hardest part at first because I was. I was a little hesitant. A friend of mine was a pap in Malibu, and I saw some like video of the artist Seal Heidi Klum's ex-husband, yeah. just like ripping into the paps, just saying like horrible things to them. I like how you had to qualify who that was. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seal, you know the guy yeah, that was yeah, married yeah, to right, Heidi. Right, right. Kiss from a rose. I guess I could have said kiss from a rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But see, that's the thing. Working for TMZ, you you identify them differently than most people do. Sure. It's like, yeah. oh, that's Heidi Klum's husband. Yeah. Rather yeah, yeah. than that's the guy who did kiss from a rose. <laughs> so, uh, I think that was my biggest issue going in was because a friend of mine was a pap and I saw some videos of like paps getting like smeared by celebrities and being pap called smeared I like yeah, that yeah. yeah I like that being Play on words there. I, so I've never used that before actually but you know being called scum things like that and I was sure. like I don't want to do this 
but I needed a job and I took it. I was like, I'll give it a chance. And I think that was the hardest part was just the with the public's view of you and yeah what you do we, well, what's weird is it's it's a it's fueled a lot by celebrities yeah like, like it's that all oh, the the scum of the earth the paparazzi yet those are the same people like hey by the way i'm gonna be at uh, country mart today if you can come shoot me 100 percent. and i think that's why i tried to just do it in my own way where i do think I'm not trying to take credit for it, but I do think TMZ shifted a little bit when they started hiring guys like me, where they were like not gonna hire the traditional paps and they were gonna mm -hmm. hire guys that were just nice and impressionable and had good conversations rather than like, you know, jumping out at somebody or following them. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know to, with their kids or something. We didn't do that. That was not what we were doing. And I appreciated that. So I think that was just being associated with that. But then I started meeting a lot of these paps and developing relationships. And I think, you just start to realize that they're just they're normal people. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they just so, they have kids and yeah, yeah. No, they're everyone's just trying to eat. So you start the job. How do you? Because I know how we do in New York, but how do you find people in LA? It's so different from New York. Cause I think, totally different. Um, obviously, everything's on a grid here, but I mean, it's also everything has an underground parking garage. Everything is, you know, there's security at every door. You really just have to. The valets are your best friends in LA. They're yeah. your best friends. Um, other paps are your best friends. You know, just it, it's it's like any other network. You just have to know the right people. But you know, you don't go into a store and talk to somebody who works at a register. Yeah. That's yeah. not that doesn't make sense because they're going to text you. Oh, hey, so and so is checking out, and you have thirty seconds to get there. Sure. No, you have to talk to the valet guy down the street from the store who saw a car. Hey, that might be so and so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you need a restaurant. You need someone that's yeah. walking into that's yes. going to sit down to a two-hour meal so that you have time. To get through L.A. Restaurants, um, airport is like a big part of L.A. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because you got a four-hour flight yeah. from New York to know that they're going to land. So, yeah, yeah, true. I mean, that's why it was great, you know, knowing people. Four hour. How long the hell is the flight from New York? About five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. four, five, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> val valet is a big part of it. Um, pu so the publicist huge. It's a huge part of it. So, so the valets, do you have to tip these guys or no? Yes. I mean, some people will give it to you for free. We'll give them, you know, if you're, if you're cool with them, but for the most part, I mean, you know, they're yeah, not going to risk bucks. their job if you're not giving them something. Yeah. So, so you said, you know, you said that Jordan was your first, what, what was like your biggest get on video that maybe people would recognize or know and, and go, oh, that was his video. Well, I mean, the biggest celebrity I ever shot was Brad Pitt. I mean, I'm not sure that that video was like sure. my biggest video, but God, I'm trying to think of like the one people would recognize me for. I mean, I, I was there for the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp court case when Amber came out with the bruise on the side of her face and everything. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that was a big one. So yeah, I was there yeah. for that. So TMZ's video of that, that is mine. Um, uh, like, I mean, I can tell you my favorite, but I don't know if you want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the one that I love to tell is uh, I had a tip for Nicolas Cage at Burbank Airport. And my uh, the, my apartment, the carpets were getting cleaned. So, like, my dog was home alone. So, I had to take my dog with me to work. <laughs> it's a little four-pound chihuahua. And so, I decide, like, you know what? Nicolas Cage, he's never going to talk to me. Yeah. yeah. This guy doesn't talk to, this, to the paps. So, I decided, you know what? I'm pretty sure he likes animals. So, I'm just going to take my dog with me. Yeah, I, I, so I, I walk from the car with this little four pound chihuahua at Burbank airport and he's getting off the plane. I say, Hey, what's up, Nick? I'm kind of nervous. Cause I'm like, I love, I respect Nicholas Cage, sure, but I also know he doesn't, he's probably not going to be cool with me. Yeah, yeah. Immediately looks down at my dog. He's like, Hey, nice dog. That's a great dog. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I got him. This is great. Yeah. Um, and I start asking him, Oh yeah. You like, you like chihuahuas. Oh yeah. I love chihuahuas. I'm, 
Yeah, but you know, a lot of there is a stigma for men and little chihuahuas that they think that it's it's not, not the like, it's not the manliest a chihuahua dog. Chihuahua and a paparazzi and a male. You were you were really risking it all. I know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, he and I asked him. You know, isn't it's kind of a girly dog? It's kind of a lap dog. There's a there's a, a stigma around it. I don't really feel manly walking around. He's like, oh no, not at all. Chihuahuas are the, uh, they're the pride of Mexico. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the craziest conversation I've ever had in my life. I don't, yeah. like, and it, get, it actually gets better because uh, I'm like, you know, you have no idea what this means to me that you, you like my dog. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Not many people are going to have this experience with you. And he starts telling me, oh, I like all dogs. Have you ever, have you ever heard of a toiger? He starts telling me about a toiger, which is a cat that's blended with a tiger and a cat. Interesting. Okay. What yeah. the hell is Nicholas Cage telling me? Right yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Exclusive yeah. shot. This is just you and him. This is right? me and him. Yeah. And he wow. starts talking about how he, uh, like, you know, this would work with Mickey or Rourke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. You bring a Chihuahua out, that guy will be all over you. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Dante, the other guy, camera guy, Dante, got a clip with him and his Chihuahua once, where he was like making jokes about. It's a whole other thing, but like kissing the dog. So they yeah. kiss yeah. the dog on camera for the show. Yeah. Uh, that's great. So when you You've been doing this for a long time. You did a lot of court cases, you know? How was, when you work these court cases, is it, like, it's very, it's a lot of hurry up and wait because you're hanging out for most of the day and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, you need to get this shot. Like, for, if something goes wrong, it's kind of stressful. At least, I hated doing courts, but you like doing courts because I found, I found it to be very stressful because there could be, something could go wrong. What was, like, so, tell me about some of the court cases that you covered. Like you said, the Johnny Depp yeah. and Amber, and Amber Heard, to, what else? To your point, court is the most stressful. I liked it just because it was it was probably, like, the most news-oriented version of the job that you can do. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're covering, like, the biggest story of the moment. So I like doing that stuff. Uh, in terms of court cases, I mean, Johnny Depp, that was the biggest one. You do uh, Britney? I did. Yeah, yeah. I was I was there for Free Britney. How about Lindsay? Um I definitely did a couple of Lindsay Lohan court cases. Yeah. So are you? I don't remember in the which one it was. Are you outside? Um, well, both. I shot inside courtroom. Like we, I would have to do media requests. So I'd have to go in, talk to the bailiff, hand in a media request. You know, authored off by yeah. whoever was in charge of uh, that department at the time. It was kind of a revolving door of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so I had to film inside of court. I always asked for help because I have to film inside of court and then I have to pack up a live stream kit. I have to pack up a camera. I have to pack up my laptop sure. and then I have to run outside and get the person leaving yeah. and ask questions at the same time. It's a lot. And so I had to start asking for help. You know, like I can't, I can't do three things at once. Sure. Um, but I still liked it. I mean, the biggest court case I covered, Johnny Depp was one of them, but in terms of like memorable, I, did you guys remember the Tyrese case? Uh, like, Two three years ago, with his, uh, he was trying to get child support. Baby mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I had to go there every single day, and he was like getting like really emotional about me being there. But then I kind of like developed a relationship over time, and he comes out like on the fourth day or the fifth day, and he sees me, and he, I guess he kind of had a bad day at court, but he does this whole thing where he had this planned um, like emotional outburst that he was going to have. So he gets down on the court steps and he starts like crying in front of the camera and doing all this. Oh. So I think that at a certain point, once somebody trusts you and they know that you're not there, you're not out to get them, then they're willing to, you know, play ball. Yeah, play ball with you a little bit more. And that that was a big clip for me. Um, I think that one did pretty well for us. And that doesn't happen very often, you know, especially yeah. at court. Most people are just like they want to get the hell away. Get out yeah, as yeah. fast as possible. Yeah. And a lot of times, what people don't know is there's tunnels that lead from the courthouse 
to the Disney Opera, right. whatever hall. Yeah, you can park across the street and then go underneath. You go underground. Yeah. And so people, there's a chance that they'll never see you leaving the courthouse. Wow. And they'll sneak you out there that way. And then there's other times where there's also like a, a big door. Like that's where Britney pulls directly into the courthouse. Yeah. They close the door. It's kind of like a, a loading bay. Yeah. And then other people are like, they walk across the street <laughs> and yeah. walk in the parking lot. Yeah, Brittany was uh, going in through these doors, like I want to say like the second level of the Stanley Moss courthouse, which like have a security padlock and everything. You, there's no How chance. How does she get access to that? Because she causes such a ruckus. Yeah, for safety. For them, they will open the doors, let her in, because they don't want that chaos outside. Yeah. Got you. Gotcha. Especially with all the fans that were supporting. The recent one especially, where all the, yeah. the fans are the free Britney people. So you didn't get to see Britney at all. I saw her inside, but you're not allowed to take photos. So it's, you're like yeah. in the courtroom with Britney. Yeah, I was. Is that like surreal to be in a courtroom? It is. Like, as a, like especially with such a high-profile case, and to think how many people outside would love to be inside, just yeah. to be that close to Britney. Right. Well, they do kick media out sometimes. Like there were cases like where you're not allowed to sit inside. Well, yeah. What was yeah. she like in person, being that close? Like what? What was her? Did she fidget? Was she like? I mean, you listening a lot, or was she zoning out? Like, I'm just curious what her demeanor was in court. I mean, I don't want to like speak out of hand about her, but I mean, I do think she's, you know, there's there's definitely something going on with her where she's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I, with all the media, I think you can tell she's uncomfortable. Well, I think anyone would be uncomfortable yeah. with all of your personal business yes. on such a big display a platform at all times. Yeah, yeah, and you're sitting in a courtroom full of people and they're talking about your deepest darkest shit like yeah they were revealing how much she was making and all right. these like details about her life at every court can you fucking imagine that like Dude. you're in there and all these people you don't know and they're talking about your finances and especially when you're already awful. dealing with mental health issues and your yeah. mental health issues are public yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah but i will say this about her yes you can tell she's fidgety she's a little bit off but also just a total pro like she just like she knows what she's doing she walks in she waves people goes inside you know yeah, yeah. she I, understands who she is yeah. she's yeah. very aware of it i think actually my second week of working my when i started i actually might have been my first day started when i officially got the contract yeah. when i worked you know I went to a court case and um, uh, Julia, she used to be with Jake Gyllenhaal from the original Spider-Man. You're, you're a comic book guy. Uh, what's her name? The blonde one. Kirsten, I'm sorry. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. I thought you Julia Stiles. Yeah, I was going to start Julia yeah, Stiles, yeah. but Kirsten yeah, Dunst. Yeah, yeah. Kirsten Dunst was on at, at a court case and she had to sit in the, um, she was being, uh, what's it called? When you're sitting in the deposed? chair. She was being deposed. Uh, not deposed, but you're. She was on the stand? She was on the stand. And to see her on the stand being questioned, like, her being like she had to be brutally like very honest and i think it was about like a stolen purse or something i could be making that i could be that part could be wrong i forget what the story is about but to see her it was kind of surreal to see a celebrity being on the stand like it was just kind of like weird you know it was uh i don't know but here's the thing with the britney court case and all these court cases it's a public case, so anybody could walk in the courtroom, correct, and just sit there? Or How does that work? It depends. You do need a media request for some situations. I mean, they will allow media in, but like if you don't have a request, sometimes they won't allow it. If it's like with kids or marriages, no, it's not open. It's that's a it's a civil thing. Gotcha. Um, but when it's like a, you know a, a I don't know like a drunken car accident or something like that, it's a totally different thing that it's public interest so speaking so, of the junkie car accidents whatever yeah. have you ever done shot a celebrity coming out of jail oh yeah a bunch that, god i mean it's i actually have to think about that i'm trying to think of the most recent one i mean 
I know that I had to do, I had to cover Kevin Hart when he got a DUI. I remember that, yeah. Um, I had to cover, I'm like genuinely trying to think about the people who have been arrested. Like, what are the, some of the big high, like, I'm genuinely blanking right now. Yeah, well, listen, Kevin Hart, you know, for example, you had him at DUI. When you cover someone getting arrested or coming out, you don't know what time they're going to be released, do you? Or you're just waiting out all day with your camera ready? No, you don't. There are ways to, like, check in with a, uh, because all that information is public sure. that you can look up, you know, like inmates so that because if people can't access like a family member who's inside, there's a list where you're able to like access, yeah. you know, like, hey, what's their release time or whatever. So there are ways, but generally, no, you're just you're just kind of waiting it out. That's yeah. See, that's got to be like the be, worst because it could be it could be hours or it could be and you have one, you have two, you know, a split second to be a hero or a zero. Do you have your finger on the record button that whole time like just ready the second they that door opens you're like i gotta be there for this the correct answer should be yes but no i mean most of the time i just had it like on in my bag that's really easy to to take out you yeah mi- did you ever miss a huge shot and kick yourself for a long time oh, oh yeah it? what was I mean, that shot uh, robert downey jr was doing jury jury duty in santa monica and I was second guessing myself because I was kind of like a seasoned vet at this point. So I'm like, oh, he could go out that way. He could go out that way. Sure. He goes out the front and I'm waiting on the side, suspecting he's going to go out there. And as he's going out and I run up and I, I get him last minute getting into his car, but it's like the side of him. You can't really tell it's him. And I had like 30 seconds with him to just, yeah. he, was, he waved to me and everything. And I, yeah. And then when the office found out that I had 30 seconds, they were they were pretty upset. Yeah, but yeah. there's not. I mean, listen, they could come out any door. It's just you're trying yeah, to do the a, best. Yeah, it's a guessing game. A lot yeah. of it is a guessing game. It's more of beating yourself up a little bit for thinking, overthinking it. I think yeah. there's an element of that. Um, do you do you ever turn it off? Like when you're, do you go out to dinner and you see someone and immediately are like, I need to grab a camera or I need to call someone, let them know they're here. It's such a good question because I think that's something that like I'm still kind of getting over for is sure. not. Like when you see a celebrity, your your instinct is, oh, there's a story on them right now, or oh, they would be good for talking about this. And it's like, wait a second, I don't, I'm not reporting to anybody. I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. I think that is kind of hard to turn off. But I also think, I think at a certain point, uh, you you know when something is important and something isn't. Mm-hmm. I think early on, yeah, it was like everything was like a story in my mind. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to turn everything into a shot. So if I was out to dinner with my friends and I'm off work on a Saturday, I would see like Bruce Willis. Be like, you know what? I'm just going to grab my camera. I'm going to shoot that. Who? So who is the celebrity that you run into the most? Oh, my God. I mean, if you're in, I mean, covering Beverly Hills, I'm trying to think. I mean, the person easily like covering Beverly Hills every day, it's like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, every day. Maybe not every day, but they are there like twice a week. Really? Oh yeah, they go to lunch together a lot. And like, are they cool? Are they nice? Or? Stallone is great. He's he's always good for a soundbite. Where, where are they going? I'm just curious if I ever. Uh, Cafe Roma. <laughs> Ca- yeah. Cafe Roma, that's like their spot, and they park like in the back. I'm probably blowing up their spot right now. Yeah, but yeah. But can you like approach? Can you get into the back, or is it private? Yeah, no, no. That's it's open. I mean, it's not yeah, a. Yeah. Uh, it's not a private parking lot or anything. You do have to like respect the rules if a security guard comes up to you. But generally, yeah. like once they're out of the restaurant, it's open. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, and still, how's Arnold? I, I, I've had one incident with Arnold. Not uh, no, like a, funny, like good a, incident. Good um, I Arnold was at Nello in New York, and you know, again, he's not one of those guys I can have a full-on interview with on the street. He's just he's Arnold. He's he's a little old, you know now. Like, and he's just, but he's still round. Everything about him, his hands, like you could just tell this guy was. 
I mean, he, he's a scary guy. I don't know. He, 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 he was like how uh, he was the biggest movie star in the entire world there for a while. I just like, don't think we're have stars like that ever again. Like you yeah. see the newer stars, I'm like Timothy Chalamet. You know, as much as he's a star, he's not Arnold. He's well, not, he's also not Tom Cruise. Right. Like there's there's people that are just on a whole nother level. Isn't that was, what isn't that what still uh, Stallone said about Tobey Maguire back when Spider Man came out? He said that Tobey Maguire like ruined the action hero. He like ruined the. Uh, the idea, because because like it's if anybody big, yeah. can, if anybody like Tobey Maguire can be in an action movie, it kind of yeah. ruins that whole brand but for I them. I don't think that's fair because Spider-Man is like a dorky, right. smaller person. Yeah, you know, like he's he's playing the role that he needed to play. If you had Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Spider-Man, that would have ruined everything. Sure, I'm just saying in terms of I think that maybe what he meant was like the comic book movie no. ruined yeah. the idea of oh, gotcha, the typical gotcha. action movie. Yeah, so. no, I so but Arnold, so Arnold's coming out of Nello in New York, and I go, Arnold, you know, tell me how I'm looking, tell me how, tell me about my poses, tell me, and I start flexing from like, what do you think, man? I've been hitting the gym hard. What do you think? He goes flex. And I'm squeezing my bicep. He goes flex. And I'm squeezing. He goes flex. And I'm like, I'm, I'm squeezing. Check me out. And he goes. He goes, work harder. And then he pinches my, <laughs> he pinches my bicep and goes, work harder. And then keeps walking. I was like, you know what? That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he's just like, you know, he'll mess with you a little bit, but he doesn't really play ball per se. Right. He's good for little things like that. Like he might give you a little something. He was, when, when the mask mandates kicked in, he was always good to like say something about the masks. Oh, really? But anything else, it was, you know, he wouldn't talk. And Stallone is just cool guy. Just like. Yes. No, they, but by the way, Arnold and Stallone, do they travel around with security? No, they actually are just like they'll just. I was gonna say I've seen just the two of them walking yeah. out of stores just together. It's cr- yeah. In New York, dude, they have a lot of security. Interesting. Wow. Maybe people are used to seeing them more here, and that like, which is weird because I feel like L.A. is way more celebrity obsessed when it. Yeah. When you see stars, like people swarm stars here. I feel more. In New York, it's almost you don't notice people because there's so many people and everyone's just kind of yeah. on their own thing doing and don't care. Yeah, oh, that, they have like at least I'd say four guys each, wow. which is wild for security. That's interesting. That's yeah, no, I would always just see like Stallone with like one dude, but like a local Beverly Hills guy that they have lunch with. You know, wild. not a Jesse, who has the biggest like entourage with them or security detail. Oh my god! I mean, it's Mayweather. Mayweather for sure. Mayweather. Yeah. yeah. Mayweather's. Well, I didn't yeah. ask you. I asked yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> my first answer was just going to be like most big time rappers. But Mayweather, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Because, yeah, I mean, he travels with like, you know, a bunch of dudes wearing TMT hats. Yeah. Mayweather has a parade wherever he goes. I mean, they're talking about like, at least in New York, they're talking about four cars with the money team written all over I it. Say, I remember when he was down like near Staples one time, you know, the JW Marriott. Yeah. 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 Right next to Staples. He was going from like the hotel to Staples and the, the crowd of people that was insane around him. And then I realized most of them were with him. Like it wasn't even fans. It was just his crowd of yeah. people right. like doing a swarm over. It's yeah, you're right. And the crazy part, if you're a fan, it's hard even getting close to Floyd cause he has so many people and that security. I'm very cool with his security. But I wasn't always so cool with him, and it, they're big dudes, and it's one, like if you're a big guy, you know, doing security for the best fighter of all time. I'm like, can Floyd? Who'd win in a fight? Floyd's bodyguards you know, or his? You know why though? I because I always ask. I'm like, why does Floyd need bodyguards? Like he doesn't. But I think that he is a 
prize to other people. Like they want to fight him. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's got to be protected because people are going to just come up and sucker punch him yeah. in the back of the head just to be like, I knocked out Floyd Mayweather. Dude, happened. so Chuck Norris, I wanted to meet Chuck Norris. Like he's never in New York. <laughs> he was doing Expendables 2 or something like that. And it's like, oh my God, I'm finally going to meet Chuck Norris. He's, have you ever met Chuck Norris? I haven't. No, I haven't had the pleasure. See, no. that's, I haven't yeah. had the pleasure. Yeah. Chuck Norris is like one of those guys that's just like an energy. He's like an energy. Like yeah. he's, he's a meme. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a legend. You he's just, a life meme. You yeah. never see him, but I've always wanted to meet Chuck Norris. And one day he was at Fox News. He's doing the Expendables tour or something like that, doing some press for it. He came out with, I'm talking about like 10 bodyguards. 10 bodyguards. I'm trying to get to him. I'm like, Chuck. And he just waved to me from a distance and couldn't even get close to him. I go to the bodyguards. like, hey, man, why does Chuck have so much security? He goes, you don't understand. People want to beat up Chuck Norris. I go, why would people want to beat up to Chuck say, Norris? I beat up Chuck Norris. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Can you imagine that life? And I'm sure that's what happens with Floyd, where people just say, like, I, I, you know, I, I want to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I chomped him down. Even yeah. If it was cheap shot, like I took him down. Whatever. I get it. But well, the interesting thing about Floyd is you said how pe- people have trouble getting close to him. If you tell his bodyguards or whoever that you're TMZ or that you're looking for an interview, like generally they're really cool about it. They are cool. Yeah. Now. You know what yes. though? It's because Floyd understands. Right. It. So he's instructed his team. Hey, if I'm gonna have an opportunity, because he's about press. He's about yep. the showy life. And he's like, if there's a camera here, send them my way. Yeah. Let's let's entertain this, and then they can move on back. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a pro. Smart. For sure, he's a pro. This was always my strategy with bodyguards. I never wanted to hide. I'm like, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. Like, don't worry about me. Like, don't block That's me. That's the best you know? strategy. Like, yeah. you know why I'm here. That guy across the thing, you don't know why he's here. Don't worry about me. I'm doing my job, and I understand you have a job to do, but you don't need to block me. Now, some of them realize it. Some of them didn't. And like you said with Floyd Mayweather, I always said to Floyd Mayweather's team, like they'd be like, "Hey, I mean, you could try." Or some days they'd be like, "He's in a mood today. I wouldn't go for him." Or some days they'd be like, "Hey, you could try if he's, not, you know." And they they knew me, like, "Hey, if he wasn't into it, like, I'd walk away," you know. And now I have a relationship with Floyd Mayweather, but I want to get into the Suge Knight. You've had some incidents with Suge Knight. Tell me about some of these uh, experiences you had with him. I mean, well, the the worst one was when he. When he ran over the guy in in Compton, were you? Were you I was sent to I was sent to Compton by myself, <laughs> by myself, and I had to go. And they were like Harvey. Sorry, maybe I don't know if I should talk about, but he wanted me to go and like essentially ring on doorbells and talk to businesses that were right next door. And I was going around asking, trying to get information about what happened. And then um, I mean that was a huge story. yeah yeah so I was there I was taking pictures of the tire marks I was taking pictures of you know where the car ran over the guy and basically I was just knocking on doors of the businesses in that area and essentially I I, I get got some information about what happened but like a two weeks later you know he was in jail and I had to film him inside of court maybe a month later I don't remember but you know direct eye contact when I'm there giving a media request and filming him inside the courtroom. And, and how was he? Was he intimidated guy? Was he scary? Do you think yeah. he was well, coming at you? So, or did he try to ever come after you? Well, no, because prior to that, I got him in Malibu once and I was a little nervous because, you know, he's a legend, but he's also, you know, has a history and, you know, I'm me, he's him. Where It's it's a mismatch. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was how so? super. <laughs> just he's Please a elaborate. he is a big dude. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a mountain. He's a he's a massive he's a mountain. Massive dude. Yeah, he's, is he that yeah. like size wise? Huge. Yeah, and yes. tall and, and he's scary. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like he's fucking scary, dude. So was he height wise? How how tall? Did I you mean, say he was? I'm like five eleven, and he was like. It felt like a f- whole foot taller than me. Probably wasn't, but that's just his aura. But it's not. It's not only the height. It's also he's wide. like he's, he's well. Wide. He was a football player. He's thick. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
its height, its thickness, like the whole thing. It's it's a big package coming at you. And he was a yeah. football player, if I remember. I'm pretty sure. Um, so was he ever cool with you? Yeah. So I, I got him in Malibu with like his red truck, and he's smoking. You know, he sees me. I'm like, hey, Snoop. Uh, sorry, Snoop. Uh, Shug, what's up, man? Because I talked about Snoop. Um, and he starts. He lights up a cigar when he sees me. He's like, he's ready. He wants to talk. And uh, you know, I guess at the time Kim Kardashian was getting her star on the Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking him. She's a star. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was because I'm asking about something else, and then he changes the subject to, you know, I saw that Kim Kardashian's getting her star on the Walk of Fame. When is Tupac going to get his star on the Walk of Fame? And so that, that's where the clip went. You know, we started yeah, talking about why Tupac doesn't have a star. Um, I'm still wondering, does Kim seriously have a star already? She deserves one. I, I, that might have. I feel like that was in the statue at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can find the clip. I, I, for some reason, he brought it up and. Yeah, so, I mean, I was nervous going into it. By the time I left, I was, you know, that, that was super cool. He was really nice. Did you talk to him off camera at all, or was it just like... Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the deal with him, is you don't get to just talk to him on camera and then walk away. Like, he's going to be like, yo, this is what he said to me. Don't make me look like a bitch. That's what he said when I, when I turned the <laughs> camera say, off. shut up. <laughs> and I'm like... And I'm like, like my ass, I wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> I think I put that in my shoot report that night. And I was like, Suge Knight off camera told me this. Please don't make him look like a bitch. Because <laughs> I don't Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my experience with him. And it was scary, but it was also surprisingly did pleasant. See, did you see him the day that the car accident happened? No, he was already gone. He was already gone. Yeah. He was already he was like, in custody at that point. Yeah, I think at that point I like heard that he was being like not pursued, but there was like a manhunt mm. type of situation. Wow. Yeah. Who was your worst celebrity encounter? Oh, man. There's been a lot. There's <laughs> been a lot. I mean, like Sean Penn's not cool. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like my worst encounter, but it was like, you know, he just... He's not interested. And, yeah. Um, Could you, like, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, someone like Sean Penn. Which is weird because I feel like that doesn't fall into our normal category. Like, we say a lot of times the biggest celebrities out there are the coolest celebrities because they get it. The Brad Pitt, Angelina, like, those people understand. Oprah. Sean Penn, huge star. Not a fan of paparazzi. Yeah. I mean, he's. Uh, I re- or he won't even entertain. I remember he, like, attacked a couple of guys, maybe if I remember correctly. I mean, and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. Dicks. See, I think it would be fun if he went up to them, not walk up to them with the camera and just be like, hey, like, can I talk to you on camera? Like, let's make a fun video. Like, I don't have to ask any serious questions. Like, let's do something fun and funny. What does he care? Yeah, I guess. But, like, change the narrative or just, like, no, he just he hates it that much. You know, he doesn't need to change any narratives. To be honest, my, my uh, approach to all of that was always that. I don't know how I would feel if I was, you know, somebody just rolled up to me with a camera when I wasn't expecting it. So I never really took it personally when that happened. I didn't like, you know, I didn't let that like judge. I was thinking a lot about doing this and talking about my stories. And I realized like you really don't want to meet your heroes too often. Yeah. Because there's a chance that they're going to disappoint you. Um, Ruin that allure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I think that's kind of fair. I think that, you know, they're just people who are, you know, trying to go about their day, but also at the same time, public figures. And I just want to let you guys know, Pink has never let me down. Pink's just letting you know. Pink's really cool. Yeah, she she's is. really nice. Don't say it again louder. Pink is the best. <laughs> yeah. Put that in the, uh, the world. That, we want that to be in the promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Clip yeah. that. Pink on that one. Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Pink is one of the coolest ones. She's really or? cool. I mean, I got her in Malibu once, and she was, you know, walking in with, who's that skater guy that she was with? Um, uh, Carrie Hart. Her yeah, husband? husband? Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her husband of like... Clearly, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. 
there's a lot of celebrities out there. <laughs> so um, they they walked in together, and um, I you know I wasn't this like amazing clip or anything, but I think I had gotten it mixed up on her Wikipedia page that it was her birthday like the day before, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close. And they were uh. like making fun of me for it, and probably how I didn't know that she was married to a skateboarder for 20 years. Yeah, so right, yeah, BMXer. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Sean Penn, but is there someone else that you'd say from like who was just you just didn't have didn't vibe well with like for, you know Sean Penn for me Alec Baldwin obviously in New York Baldwin Baldwin's tough for sure yeah, yeah Baldwin I would, you know I tried a few times I gave up on, on yeah. Baldwin nowadays I'd be interested but sure but really would you because I feel like he's so volatile right now he like, is. it's not even worth it or he might be so he might need to well, saw, change his tone a little didn't bit didn't he do an interview with some paps like after he it happened stood, he stood on yeah. the side of the road yeah. and did an interview while his wife bitched them out the entire time right yeah that's rare though that he would do that i mean maybe he uh, correct yeah maybe he felt the need to do so but that was like he basically said i'm gonna do this right now now leave me the love right leave me alone yeah um generally like i'm i was really interested when celebrities were really cool at first like bradley cooper was like just the sweetest guy in the world wasn't as famous when the hangover first came out coolest guy in the world like we talked to you i interviewed him like 10 times at the airport because he was doing so much press for the hangover he would come back and forth and back and forth so i shot him like eight or nine times in the span of like a month and so we kind of developed a little bit of a rapport i don't want to say we were friends but you know we were best friends yeah yeah. and uh then you know he got really famous and maybe like three months later i get him again and it was just was there anyone it was over that you saw so much at the airport that you even just gave up filming them because like, I don't even hundred percent I would get mad when they would just like send me the same name over and over again yeah it's like how many times am I gonna ask this person like come like, up with something for this guy I mean I'm running out of material you know yeah Al Sharpton I was like how many times yeah. am I gonna interview Al Sharpton we have certain sources at the airport and yeah. certain yeah. parts of the airport that we were wired in and I think uh you get a lot of the same people over and over again you're it's the so, same thing as being in like I don't know Studio City. I would see Pete Wentz all the time. I don't want to shoot Pete Wentz every yeah. single day. You know, yeah, I don't want yeah. to keep bugging the guy. Who is so your favorite celebrity encounters? Did you have one where it was like, man, like they you actually got to become friends with some of them at well, all? Well, Nick Cage is probably my favorite celebrity encounter. Yeah. But in terms of like memorable ones, where I be, I mean, this is sort of like a throwback. Sean William Scott uh, was like the coolest guy in the world Stifler from American Pie and he didn't want to be on camera because I was filming him when he was smoking a cigarette but then so I uh, put the camera down we're talking and I was just like I stood outside with him for like 45 minutes talking just about life and he was like the coolest guy in the world just didn't want to be on camera but he wanted to talk to me afterwards yeah Yeah. which was interesting he he just he just wanted to be on camera smoking a cigarette or he just wanted to be on camera in general then you were like getting weird like hey we're talking don't worry about it so I think I sort of figured out as it went on that it was just he didn't want to be on camera Yeah. yeah but super cool and like we just like shared a had each had a cigarette and we're talking outside of LAX for like an hour before his flight and yeah, talking about he was talking about how he wanted to like set up something with me in like Malibu where he's like doing snow angels in the sand and then nothing ever came of it. Yeah, yeah. but actually, did, did you ever like meet someone besides him that actually turned into a friendship? Like, is there anyone that you actually became yeah. friends with in the industry? For sure. I mean, there are people that I still talk to. I mean, who's in your phone, bro? Uh, <laughs> This is a real funny one. Red Foo from LMFAO. Oh, nice guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to walk down yeah. Hollywood Boulevard every day. Every day. Like, I'd, I'd leave the TMZ office when we were up on Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I would like drive down. I'm yeah, like, oh, there's Red Foo. Just yeah, walking down the street again in his crazy pants and his hair all wild. Right. Yeah. He was like a guy I could just like text, be like, Hey man, I'm looking. I need a shot. You know, like, are you doing anything? And he would just be like, Yeah, meet me at the coffee bean or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super cool. Uh, he invited me to his house party once, where he, you know, DJs for all the people. I mean. I'm not he had a lot of big parties there when, it was fun. when they were on top of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun. A lot of people come to this party. Where, where, where ever happened to him? LMFAO just kind of yeah. fell off. Uh, everyone stopped shuffling? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy to think, like, where they are now. They performed at the Super Bowl with Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> That's Man. wild. And now Red Foo is working at Coffee. I know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know. We know I'll funny. take blame for that. You talk about, like, trying to become friends with celebrities. I remember Paul Walker at the airport. Nicest guy, dude. Nicest so guy. nice. Paul Walker was the coolest guy. And all of a sudden, vibes with him. He was just great. We, were, we, we became cool. And, like, I don't know. At the airport, he was like, he didn't want to talk. But he's like, how about we? He's like, what are you doing tonight? Like, let's come. Why don't you come out and have a drink tonight? And, like, and I was like, ah. Like, we were just like, I think I gave him my number. And then it was maybe like 10 days later. Like, I thought, like, we actually had like a really good conversation. The nicest dude, so chill. Unfortunately, he had a bad accident. And just like that. And, like, well, that was 10 days That before. was like 10 days before, roughly. I like really actually, I wasn't like a big fan of his movies, but it was just from my experience with him on the job, that like really affected me when that happened. Yeah, same here. Because I don't, I don't know why, like I don't get yeah. affected by a lot of celebrity death yeah. just because covering it for so long. Yeah. That well, one was like extremely painful. It hurt. It was because he was so nice to me. Like anytime I talked to him, I was like, that was a genuinely good person. There was three yeah. celebrity deaths that really hurt me. One was Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Number two, Joan Rivers. Oh, yeah. Because Joan was the best. And number three was Robin Williams. Because again, oh, he was fantastic Robin's. too. Um, that was just tragic. Yeah, yeah, that was just that one. Because that, that's like childhood, right? That was childhood, but he was also one of those guys where, like, if you saw Robin, like, he was like great. Like, he'd go, like, can I help you? Like, he would, like he go out his way. He knew you were doing a job, so he would like come to you, mm-hmm. give you like a minute of his time. Like, he was just great. Like, he knew you were trying to eat, and like he would make it fun, and he just he was great. And then Joan Rivers was amazing, incredible. So those three, like, was like, man, like. I felt like at Jonah, I was like, man, I'm surprised I'm not going to the funeral, like, as a get, like, because she was like. I felt that way about uh, Norm McDonald. He was always really cool with us, but also just, you know, such a legend. But being an L.A. guy, I mean, growing up here and being a Laker fan, a Dodger fan, I mean, when Kobe died, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a, yeah. was like a uh, plane sure. crashed in my house. It was just a yeah. Yeah. nightmare. The, the, all of California. Yeah. Like, there was just, you felt it's it something everywhere you were. for L.A. people that, like. Everybody felt it, but for L.A. people, it was like losing a, I could see a kid or something, you know? My, my big other one was Vern Troyer. Like, I was buddies with Vern Troyer. So Were you? Went, yeah, yeah, he so came into the office, if I remember correctly, right? he passed, that was a tough one. Yeah, that's tough. Man, that's that's why. How did you see the paparazzi? Because when you started doing it, it was a crazy time. I mean, roughly, I think you said 2008? Yeah, that was like during the Britney, Britney like, when meltdown. When she your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you started a crazy time. Sorry, but what, what? I don't remember that. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like, yeah. I mean, that was the gold rush is what they call it for the paparazzi. I mean, that sure. was the paparazzi they, gold rush. They made a lot of money. That's, guys that's are still like, it, yeah. they made so much money. Like, they, they didn't really, guys, some of them didn't have to work anymore. Well, guys should have retired off of that, but I think that, they spent a little too much but money also, on there. It lured them in thinking this is what it's always yeah, going to be. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, true. That was, um, very few stories are like that in the industry that are just like... It's, no, there's, there's never been a time like 2007. Yeah. Like, we've, we still talk about it to this day, the Paris, Britney, Lindsay, Trifecta, all the shit that was just happening in Hollywood all at the same time. There's never going to be a time yeah. like that again. And I came along at the end of it, so I was there, like, it was at the tail end of it all. 
Uh, so I got it. I got a small taste of it, but it was it was so crazy. The really the craziest thing I ever covered, I think hands down, was when Chris Brown hit Rihanna. That was like one of the craziest nights. I mean, covering Cedar Sinai Medical Hospital, all the news vans are there trying to get a shot of Rihanna coming out. I think one of my craziest was just Michael Jackson's death. Oh, and that. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess Michael Jackson's death. Whitney Houston too. Because they sent me down to cover it and do like live interviews with I think it was like HLN or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside the house the night of, and then like the following night. So I I just had to keep going down and filming all the stuff, and I mean it was chaotic i was sent to i was at the airport when it happened and they called me and they sent me to a an office of a a female um she was a doctor who had given him some sort of medicine uh, some sort of treatments and i had to go and i you know they let me into her office and i'm live streaming an interview with her back to the office about did you ever administer michael propofol did you ever administer anesthesia all that stuff and that was that went on for like weeks I mean, just every day. It was nonsense. Yeah. There was a Michael story on TMZ every day for at least six months. Yeah, I believe it. Because the story had so many angles and mm-hmm. people and all of this that every day there was a new story. And then once yeah. the Conrad Murray stuff came in, it was like, oh. yeah, everything changed. And that that guy, he I know. He was soaking up he was. everything. Yeah, it was like, weird. He was doing setup photo shoots at the grave. Wow. Yeah. Outside, him crying outside michael's tomb and i'm like bro go disappear like what are you doing yeah actually i want to ask you about set of paparazzi crazy uh did you do a lot of like you not you but do you see a lot of in la a lot of set of paparazzi shots oh sorry i thought you you were turning towards (laughs) I i mean i think that's the dirty little secret of the industry is you know celebrities will i i can't tell you how many times i've had like a a shot where like hey the kardashians are going to be here they know you're going to be there. You get there, and then they, like, cover up or don't talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they called us. <laughs> you know, they yeah. they, they, they set this but up. Do, don't you think that's part of their shtick? It is, 100%. To, to, number one, Kim never talks. Right. Yet she's still one of the most photographed, video, videographed people in the world. She never talks. And it's just, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to look pretty. I'm going to be me. And yet... Everyone so covers. I did get her talking once about the Armenian genocide. I think was mm-hmm. that was like, and that one was Mark's went everywhere. Talking point with her, by yeah, the way. it went and it went everywhere. I think I like it was like past my shift, and she was at Casa Vega in the valley, and it was like a late night tip, yeah. and I was yeah. the only one nearby, and I went and got it, and it, like, so that was like one of the few times where she actually she, like, she would actually look like a total bitch if she walked by and didn't right. talk I, about it. Yeah, so, smart move on uh, bringing up that topic. Well, I think it yeah. might have been recommended by the office, but I'll take the credit for it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's like like I said, the dirty secret of the industry. I think is so much of it is in the hands of publicists, and I think that maybe might be what the public doesn't get about it mm-hmm. is that this is like. Some of these companies that uh, you know run like PAP video or photos are the same people that pay the paychecks of you know some of these big name celebrities that are complaining about the paparazzi. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's all kind of tied together in some way, and I think uh, yes, I think I would say maybe like twenty five percent, twenty percent of it. There's a setup element of it. Did Did you ever go to a celebrity's home? Like, did you ever? 
Yeah, I went to a few. Um, I was doing uh, for South of Wilshire. I was doing. Uh, oh, we had yeah, we had to go that. to some celebrity yeah, houses. That, yeah, that was cool. Caesar Milan's cool. house. I went there. Yeah, yeah. I went to. I, I think I set up Red Foo for that. You think I, you did. I, te- I I texted him. He he did it. Um, we went to a few houses. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, do you? But did you ever work at someone's house? Like wait for them to leave their door and do oh. that kind of stuff. No, I mean we didn't do like you mean like doorstepping. Door, yeah, it's funny they call it doorstepping here. TMZ doesn't. Doorstep. We didn't. We didn't do that. I don't know if you did that. I, like, I didn't want to. TMZ's to be honest, doorstepping. I'll be honest. I I sort of made a point that I wasn't going to do stuff like that, and luckily they were totally fine with it, and that was never an issue. They don't even yeah. do it. So, like, don't follow, don't doorstep, and I was I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the mo- in terms of going to somebody's house. Prince Von Ahol, when Zsa Zsa Gabor died, oh, yeah. he, we had to go to his house. <laughs> laugh at Dex loved that guy. I, la- I laughed because we gave him the title Prince Von Ahol. Right. Like it's Anhalt or something. Right, like that. it's Anhalt, <laughs> We yeah. changed it to Ahol. So we had to go to his house when Zsa Zsa died, and there was like a whole media event, live streams out right out on the front well, porch. We went to his house numerous times. Like, it was her birthday, like her 100th birthday. She wouldn't come out, right? Dude, I... I have my own theories yeah. that I don't know if she was even around right. for half of the time that people said she was around. Maybe he had to announce it just because somebody was catching on or something. But yeah. but yeah, it was like a whole thing. And I'm talking, it was like he was talking to the media for 30, 40 minutes while we're live streaming and before they even got to my questions. And so I had to just, just yell over these yeah. German yeah. reporters who were there, you know, to ask my questions. But that was... That was one of the more bizarre experiences at a celebrity home that I can think He's of. He's bizarre. Yeah. Let's be realistic. That guy is so, on another planet. Uh, my last thing for you is, like, I, you know, we see now, at least I see now, running around uh, L.A., you know, I, you think you're going to see all these celebrities, and I haven't really seen that many celebrities. You just got to know where to go, dude. Yeah, but, network, but I'm not network. But you do see these social media stars everywhere. Yeah. Is it crazy seeing these social media stars? How are they? We see the Bryce Halls, the Josh Richards, and... You know, these TikTok stars, how is it with these TikTok stars? Are, are they cool? Do you see them lasting or what? Yeah, I mean, I think. Because you're part of the reason, you know, paparazzis are part of the reason why these people are kind of becoming popular. Right. So, no. Oh, yeah. Yes, 1,000%. They're putting them on YouTube. They're putting themselves on YouTube. They're putting them out, but then the Hollywood. They're getting big, and then, yes, paparazzi are now. Finding them interesting. Well, so I think paparazzi are not okay, the ones so I, making them I think what Adam, famous. I, I agree with you. I think what Adam's point is is that perhaps have making them more mainstream. Perhaps have maybe. started targeting them as as a priority because YouTube revenue will go up. They're from, following. Yeah, the, the, they've, they've got a more the algorithm base is is better for for those sorts Correct. of celebrities because yes. kids are interested. Sure. In um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's so funny because at the end of it, I didn't know who any of these people were. It was hard. For, yeah. It's hard for me sometimes to follow some of the stuff that we're following because it, I wasn't interested it's in it. It's a hard sell too, yeah. to a lot of the websites is, hey, I, you know, before Bryce Hall like really started popping, people didn't know who he was. Even yeah. though he had a YouTube following of millions of people, the sell of, hey, I have this famous YouTuber. A lot of the websites are like, nope, yeah. moving on. So. It ha- you have to get that crossover first for them to be interesting enough for the website. They have to break in with some sort of a story. There, like, there has to be a scandal. Yeah, exactly. There has to be a, a Jake Paul scandal. Right. Or there has to be Bryce Hall scandal or Jeffrey Starhead scandal. Like, something yeah. has to happen first. Yeah, I mean, I, co- I started to see that towards the end of my tenure. Like, I covered a uh, that boxing event um, 
who was Bryce Hall boxing? Austin McBroom. Oh yeah, yeah. And they staged a whole fight, you know, for yeah. the yeah. for the media and stuff. And I'm feeling I'm like, who cares? They're just they're YouTubers that are boxing. But I'm talking like Showtime was there. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I couldn't. I mean, kudos to them for yeah, the network that they do. Saw money. Yeah, like, yeah. All these people so. bring in massive audiences that are beyond their normal viewership. Like. This is what I think is wild. People produce TV shows that, you know, get 2 million views, and they're like, woo, we got 2 million views on our TV show. Bryce Hall puts up one video and gets 50 million views right. on it. Like, that is fucking power in this yeah. industry. Yeah, and that's why it's all transitioning in that direction. Yeah. yeah. So Crazy. Listen, Jesse, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, dude. I appreciate your stories. You're, you're an OG of this. He's been, again, Jesse's been doing this longer than I have, and we – talk on the phone and we share each other's stories and I, again it's very comforting for me to hear those stories hope you guys enjoy those stories make sure you find Jesse on Instagram and uh, keep up with him what's your, what's your handle it's uh, Jesse J. Rowe Jesse yeah it's J. very it's very easy um, but Jesse's got great stories and uh, I don't know we'll see if this is the end of Jesse's reign. Uh, right now, he's on retirement. He's enjoying their retired it's life. A, it's a, we're just going to call but, it a sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam, I was playing tennis back. in Malibu the other day. He's like, oh, so you're really retired. It was like a Monday. And I'm like, <laughs> God, you go to Malibu? I fucking hate driving now. So I have a buddy of mine lives up there, so. Oh, yeah. so but it's I know so it beautiful, too. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. If you live out there right. and do the drive <laughs> once. No, it was awesome. Thank you for coming Thank in, Thank you guys dude. so much. Appreciate I mean, it. We don't we don't get together a lot. Yeah, we know so it's kind of fun to have all of us in one place, even though maybe the video doesn't look like it. But we are yes. all. I can in one reach place. out and touch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam likes that. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, uh, but thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow the Hollywood Raw podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, run it all. If you want celebrity content that you can't find anywhere else. It's really it's on our YouTube and Instagram and on TikTok. We have yep. celebrity paparazzi content from L.A., New York, overseas, Miami. World, it's it's all over. Good stuff. We're gonna post about it. It's really cool. Uh, and guys, leave a review. Say a few kind of words. It's, it helps us out with the algorithm. And uh, you can find me at Adam Glenn G L Y N. You can find Dax Holt at D A X H O L T. We'll see you guys later. We out. A Huda Media Production.